Last night, the Carolina Hurricanes were able to make a phenomenal comeback to take game one against the New York Rangers in round two. Find out just how they managed to pull this off in today's episode of Locked on Hurricanes. You're Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked on Hurricanes on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, I'd like to thank you for making Locked on Hurricanes your first listen of this Thursday afternoon. And Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And rate the show five stars on whatever streaming platform you're listening on and subscribe on YouTube. And as I mentioned, the Carolina Hurricanes were able to make a great comeback to take game one from the New York Rangers last night. This game was, I would say, you know, first 40 minutes you know extremely extremely frustrating the carolina hurricanes just didn't look awake the new york rangers they were controlling the game controlling the pace and to go into the third period and be down only one nothing is nothing short of a miracle because had they had another goaltender in between the pipes last night, they could have headed into that third period down 3 nothing, 4 nothing. But thankfully, Auntie Ranta was able to really bail the Hurricanes out last night and give them a chance to win. The guy did everything within his power to help this team win last night and then some. And that's exactly what we needed from him last night. And I do hope that, you know, come game two, the Hurricanes are supporting their goalie a little bit better because there are definitely some instances within this game as well that they left Ronta out to dry several times throughout this game. And the deeper you go into the playoffs, the... I mean, you should never do that to begin with, but it becomes more and more detrimental to be doing that because, you know, looking at last night's game, uh, if I remember correctly, I think it is uh, Capo Cockney. Ah, who was it? I, I remember those one Rangers player. He had a wide open net. I don't remember who it was, but. We all remember the shot. Yeah, you know, he, he had a wide open net, and the puck was just wide. And you know, had they scored on that, that's game. You know, and that one goal now in the playoffs matters. And you know, leaving your goalie out to dry on this one goal right here could be the difference in whether or not you win the game or whether or not you win the series. So the Hurricanes are really going to need to tighten up and 
avoid these slow starts because you know that was something that was an issue in the Boston series is an issue in game one yeah they were able to come back games three and four uh, it, all really all the games in Boston really but that was an issue in the Boston series and it had been an issue throughout the regular season of them getting off to slow starts cannot do that and that's going to be a big thing for game two getting to the game early and not waiting 10 15 20 or in last night's case 40 minutes to wake up and decide to play it because your goalie can't do it every single time and I think that the Hurricanes, they got lucky in that third period. The Rangers stepped away from their game that they were trying to play. And the Hurricanes, you know, in that third period, they came out of the gates the way they should have came out in the first period. They came out with a lot of fire and energy and intensity. And that's what they need to do the entire game, not just that third period. And again, as I keep saying, they were really lucky to only be down one nothing. And thankfully, you know, in you know the latter stages of the third period, Sebastian Ajo was able to get to the net and get one past Shesterkin and tied the game up. And the Hurricanes, they were able to hold strong and be able to force overtime and then that was really big there because then once you get to overtime Ian Cole he was able to get one past Shesterkin as well and win the game for the Hurricanes that was his first career playoff OT goal his second career playoff goal and you know I've said all along the team is at their best when you have guys up and down the lineup, chipping in. And, you know, you look at Aho goal. You had that top line there. Aho with the goal, Jarvis and Tara Vinen with the assist, and then OT, Ian Cole with the goal, and then Brendan Smith and, yes, we're cutting Yemi with the assist on there as well. So, is guys all over the school, all over the roster chipping in on that score sheet it's not just your top guys you also got depth guys that you don't expect to score goals at all Ian Cole is not a goal scorer and he's a guy that just goes out there and plays defense he's not one to score goals so for him to be able to get a playoff OT winner that's really really cool and that's something that we're going to need to continue to have Going into game two, three, four, and so on and so forth. You know, obviously not Ian Cole, you know, going out and scoring goals every night, but just the general idea there of, hey, it's not just your top guys doing it. Your guys that aren't supposed to score goals, they're out there chipping in as well. And I think that the Hurricanes, they can do that. I think they'll be fine. But. They are, this was not a perfect game. It was a pretty ugly win, but they're able to get the win nonetheless. And looking ahead to game two and what the Carolina Hurricanes need to work on, we've touched on it some already, 
but we're going to dive more in depth to it right after this quick break folks it's springtime it's warm out summer's right around the corner and if you're out enjoying the nice weather whether it be walking at the lake riding your bike whatever it may be you're eventually going to get hungry and you're going to want a little bit of a snack and built bar has you covered there with their new birthday cake puffs and mine came in i absolutely love them they are so delicious and of course the built bar puffs are of course a marshmallow protein bar that is covered in 100 real chocolate and not only is the puffs covered in 100 real chocolate their other puffs flavors as well as the regular built bars are covered in 100 real chocolate as well and there's going to be something for everyone whether it's these birthday cake puffs whether it's the churro puffs whether it's the double chocolate bar whether it's a salted caramel bar there is going to be something for everyone with built bar and of course built bars are high high fiber high protein low calorie and low carb so not only are they delicious but they're good for you and right now you can go to built.com and use promo code locked 15 and get 15 percent off your order when you use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com now a quick look ahead to game two we're going to talk more about this tomorrow with john from locked on rangers but it's worth talking about right now as well because again i i've touched on it some here but you know this was a this was not a pretty game by any means and it really outside of auntie ranta and your two goal scorers it wasn't really a whole lot of standout players. Yeah, you know, Jacob Slavia yeah, plays some good defense. And you know, Sebastian Ajo you know, had his game-tying goal. Ian Cole had the game winner. But outside of those, it, there wasn't a whole lot of standout players. You know, again, you know, yeah, your third period, you know, you can kind of look at the team as a whole as much improved and you know coming out with a lot more energy and intensity but you know the there wasn't a whole lot of standout guys in this game in my opinion a lot of guys you know just looked sleep tired non-existent so and like i said outside of auntie ranta not a whole lot of standout guys so heading into game two i think you're going to need your top guys to be top guys you know uh, again you know i'm i've said it many many times you know in this playoff in the regular season team is at their best swing everyone is chipping in but you need your top guys to play like top guys especially at this time of the year you need that and that is something that they're going to need in game two. We know this team can push us. Even outside of last night, we know this team can push us. Just going back to the regular season. So they need to bring their A game like they did in that third period. And that right there is another issue. They didn't bring their A game until the third period. 
these slow starts have got to stop, y'all. We cannot make a successful run for another Stanley Cup if the team isn't waking up until the second period, until the third period. Cannot do that. That is going to be extremely key for game two. Waking up early and not waiting to start playing the game. And yeah, that is honestly probably the biggest thing for game two is avoiding those slow starts. And finally, I think one big thing that they're going to need to do for game two is rattle Shesterkin early. And I know that is going to be a very hard task. You know, he's a likely Vesna winner and whatnot. But I think that is also going to go hand in hand with, you know, avoiding those slow starts. They're going to have to get to him early and create pressure early. And, you know, that game that we talked about, how the Hurricanes like to play, you know, very fast, very physical, and, you know, very tight man-to-man coverage, getting lots of shots on net, and all that stuff. That's what they're going to have to do very, very early, and don't let him settle into a groove. I always go back to this game when it comes to this, but when Alex Delkovich had his shutout here in Raleigh, I said to my girlfriend maybe about halfway through the second period or so that the game was over. I could watch Ned play and tell, all right, he's in his groove, we're done. And, you know, we got lucky last night with Shesterkin, you know, and Sebastian Ajo, you know, being able to sneak that one by. We got lucky there. That's not always going to happen, especially going against a goalie of his caliber. They're really going to have to get to him early and not let him settle in. If they can do all that, I think that they'll be fine. But again, there's a lot, lot more to talk about when it comes to Game 2 and what the Carolina Hurricanes can do, what they need to do. And what the Rangers need to do as well. And we will talk about that in tomorrow's episode with John from Locked On New York Rangers. But in the meantime, the award season nominees are starting to come out. And we have one Carolina Hurricane up for nomination. And we will talk about that right after this quick break. Game 2 between the Carolina Hurricanes and New York Rangers is on Friday. And if you want to place your bets on this game, you can do so with our partners at Bet Online. Our partners there at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info, from the latest odds, news, and sports developed, including this year's basketball playoffs, hockey playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, folks, as I mentioned, the awards nominees are coming in, and 
Uh, we finally have our first Carolina Hurricane getting nominated. And that is, of course, Jacob Slavin getting nominated for the Lady Bing Award for the second year in a row. He won it last year. And this is, you know, obviously it's not, you know, an award, you know, like Rocket Richard Trophy, but I still think it's a very important award. And it really talks it really says a lot of you know just the kind of player he is he is a good sportsman award and we all know how good of a player you know jacob slavin is i mean that you know not in the terms of you know his skill level we all know he's there but in terms of the way he plays he is not a dirty player he is not one that takes a whole host of penalties it's very odd to see him even take one. And, you know, obviously, you know, whenever he does, you know, folks will have fun with it on social media. They'll be like, oh, noted goon Jacob Slavin taking another penalty. You know, because they all know, you know, just this guy plays a very clean game. He doesn't go out there and take a bunch of penalties. He doesn't go out there dirty plays or anything like that. It's not his style. And I do think that, you know, you look at jacob slavin you know yet again getting nominated for this i think it's it, it it's very very good for him i i really enjoy this and you know he can be the first one since uh martin st louis since i believe 2010 and 2011 to win it in back-to-back years and first defenseman to do it since the 50s so i i really hope he can obviously get it done and take home yet another lady being war because the man is very very deserving because again we all know just the kind of player that he is and you know he is a very good sportsman you know, to his teammates to opposing players and to fans as well and i do feel that that's something that sometimes gets overlooked uh obviously we are very spoiled here in raleigh and the access that we have to players here and how easy it can be to see these guys and communicate with them talk to them and whatnot so we're obviously spoiled when it comes to that you know and other fans you know of other teams don't necessarily have that luxury but you know with jacob slavin when he whenever you do talk to him he is not one that it's a hey how are you doing sign whatever move right along no he's a guy that's going to have a conversation with you and you know he's a very good sportsman you know, on the ice and he's a good ambassador for the organization off the ice and i think that's uh, very important as well of just how he treats his fans off the ice as well and of course congratulations to the other nominees kyle connor and jared spurgeon congratulations to them as well but i think yeah jacob slavin i i personally think he's probably gonna go two years in a row winning this yeah because again we all know the kind of player that he is and yeah i i think he's the right go he, he's the right guy for this but in the meantime you know, all we can do now in terms of the playoffs is 
wait for Friday. And, you know, the Hurricanes got a lot of regrouping too. They got some issues to fix. But ultimately, I do think they can do it. I think that, you know, you look at last night's game, you look at that Boston series, home ice is very crucial. And I think that the Hurricanes, you know, they have a lot to be thankful for on not only their play on the ice, but that home ice advantage as well and the fans there in the stands because you look at that Boston series how they played when they went up there. Home ice played a big factor in that series, and I fully expect it to do the same here. But in the meantime, make sure you follow Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. Rate the show five stars on whatever streaming platform you're listening on and subscribe on YouTube. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode where we fully preview game two against the New York Rangers.